0: Well, hey, welcome to the For Jesus Podcast. My name's Luke Simmons. I'm one of the pastors at Redemption Church Gateway, and I'm here today with Joshua Reese. Yeah, I'm here. How's it going, everyone? Doing great, man.
1: And also, De Bartolo. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello.
2: I'm surprised you didn't say phantasmic, Reese. Well, you know. You're not as phantasmic today. New
1: day. I'm okay. a little foggy today.
2: Oh. A little foggy.
1: But we are excited about Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving week, and
0: uh, man, this is like... I don't know. Where's this rank on your list of holidays?
2: Oh.
1: It might be last.
0: For last? Me.
2: Last?
1: Really? Yeah, Columbus oh. Day. Oh, <laughs> that's not a day anymore, but that was above it, so.
2: Really? Yeah, that
1: shocks me. As yeah. much as you
0: love your family and you love food, oh. I'm flabbergasted by that.
1: Yeah, it's too formal of a holiday for me. I don't like formal. I like to I be like sweats. <laughs> I do play football. I play turkey ball, tackle. We're still playing tackle. We're this is our, 18th year in a row. Wow. That'll be 18th annual. How so. many years were you injured from that? Um, me, never. Wow. I, I, well, there was okay. one well, year maybe I... Maybe this year. There was one year I refed <laughs> because I tore my ACL, but not in football, you know. Okay. Uh. Now it's gentleman's tackle. We play a gentleman's tackle game, uh, which <laughs> what, means... What <laughs> is it? Is that like, you know, It where means If you no want to be down, you just say, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody respects that. I feel like that's mm. what the is
0: gonna be here pretty soon yeah. with all these penalties. Yeah. Anyway, so so you like the turkey bowl, but then But that's about it. And then it just goes downhill because it's too formal, you gotta dress up. No And I'm not hands.
1: a I'm not a Thanksgiving food kind of guy. Like if it was like Mexican food feast, mm-hmm. then I would love Thanksgiving. But mm-hmm. why don't you well, just make it? it could that? be. Yeah. No, nah, my family loves it too much. Okay. They like turkey and wow oh. stuffing and
2: wah, gross wah, things. Wah. Yeah,
1: man, that green that's shocking. All right. So Alessi, no uh, yeah. where does Thanksgiving rank for you?
2: It's number two.
0: Number two. Number two behind Christmas. Behind Christmas. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. But I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving because you can say Happy Thanksgiving to anyone and everyone, and it's like. It's joyful and it's whereas Merry Christmas. I feel like sometimes I have to say Happy Holidays <laughs> or okay. like oh, you have I have to shift it a little. I don't bit.
1: compromise. I just leave <laughs> well. Fresh when I was Christmas. a teacher, also I've never <laughs> oh said I've never said Thanksgiving. I've said Thanksgiving. So you say Thanksgiving. Okay. Thanksgiving.
3: Thanks. Did I, didn't, I, say I didn't hear it the weird?
1: difference. Thanksgiving. I say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving with so a, all thanks. the formality <laughs> that Reese doesn't like about
0: Thanksgiving, my guess is unless you do like that. Yeah. you well, all dressed up, have a I nice do. meal. So,
2: but here's what's, so we change it. I've only ever had Italian food on oh. Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my, my dad's side's Italian. So we always have Italian food on that side. My mom's is more traditional. And so we'll have turkey. That might be kind of dry. So then we usually still, sorry, Mimi, um, but we still um, will bring like meatballs and lasagna. And so we like fully make our pasta. Like it's a, wow. it's a whole Italian feast. Same with Christmas. I would love to add in some Do you Mexican ever do food, the Feast of the
0: Seven Fishes? Is that a Christmas thing? No. I've never have I you never done that?
2: I've never done that. I don't know what that it is Sounds actually. amazing. What kind of fish? Yeah.
0: It's like a whole thing. Oh. I don't know. I, I saw some show on Food Network it about it once. Ooh. It's it looked like a quite an ordeal. Wow.
2: So. Yeah, that's anyway. awesome. Yeah. So we ch- we change our Thanksgiving to be what we want it to be.
0: <laughs> so do you have a favorite Christmas or Thanksgiving food then?
2: Um yeah, I love when my mom makes manicotti which is okay. like this really, really thin pasta rolled with ricotta and um, picorino romano all on top. And I
0: think you meant ricotta. Ricotta.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Something like I mean, that. Something yeah, when like we're that, saying yeah. what's your Me favorite Thanksgiving gatti. food,
0: we're not asking <laughs> that, actually. I do love mashed
2: potatoes, and okay. the sweet potato with the, with the cinnamon sugar and mm. stuff on top. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: That's good. What yeah. about you, Reese? Of all the terrible foods on Thanksgiving, what's your favorite? Uh, my dad makes some jalapeno deviled eggs, <gasps> and that's Ooh. my jam. I eat mm. probably a dozen of <laughs> a dozen <laughs> eggs by, by 10 the night's done. Well, no wonder you're not happy. Ooh. You don't feel good <laughs> yeah. no, I feel great. I'm like Cool Hand Luke on that.
2: <laughs> oh my that goodness. Old, that old show. How about you, Luke?
1: Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. Um it's
0: a great holiday. It's a great day. It's you know, we usually try to do something active in the morning. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of past Football, maybe, maybe with gentleman's tackle, maybe I could get back into <laughs> it. Um, but actually in the last number of years, I've, I've had to kind of stop that stuff early because I'm usually the one working on the turkey. So oh, okay. um, I cook the turkey and I got to tell you, my turkeys are just it's flat good, out huh? amazing. Ooh. They're terrific. So maybe you anyone do? Do? Maybe who maybe says, learn from you, huh? anyone who goes, I've never had a good Thanksgiving turkey. It's always dry. It's always lousy. I'm like, well, you need to come over here. And try It sounds <laughs> like I need
2: to come over here and try it.
0: <laughs> it. It'll change your life. It'll at least change your Thanksgiving. Do you, do you
2: fry your turkey, <laughs> roast your turkey?
0: I don't fry it. I, I'd love to try it. I've never actually tried okay. fried turkey, I've heard nothing but great about it. But um, I make a whole like garlic herb butter type oh. thing um, that I put inside the skin and okay. outside the skin. And then um, this is maybe a bit more detailed than what people want, but oh I, I actually f- form this like triangle of tinfoil that I put over the breast. And so I put it in there really hot, like okay. 450 degrees for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. with that thing over it so that it doesn't- keep it like, moist. It keeps it moist. And then I turn it down. And so it like gets it really hot, but then it doesn't overcook it. Mm. But the key, here's the key to the Thanksgiving turkey is you have to have an electronic thermometer.
2: Oh. So don't the electronic
0: thermometer, is. you just put it right in the breast and you program it for 161 degrees- and as soon as it hits that internally the alarm goes off and you take it out and it guarantees that you won't overcook it. Mm. So most wow. people it's dry it's cuz it's just overcooked. So that's huh. if you do nothing else just get an electronic thermometer. Wow. And you'll be happy. Mm. So I love that Molly makes these really good sweet potato oranges where she Ooh. actually like takes the oranges out of the peel. That sounds really good. And then puts sweet potatoes with kind of
1: orange wow. zest in it and bake
0: some of their, their so it's a great,
1: it's a great day.
0: Wow, yum! I, I also go to like the when Simmons. somebody
1: will say, "Save me the neck, Clark." Like that's pretty. Good. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's what? one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving, even though that's for Christmas, but that's when we eat it.
0: Yeah, I've never had a Thanksgiving turkey pop, so that's that's <laughs> <You're doing> good. <laughs> but man, I'm getting hungry talking yeah. about this, and. Yeah. uh I imagine people listening are either bored to tears or they're also getting <laughs> hungry. Um, but it's interesting, even as we are talking, you know, this conversation, part of what makes this holiday a great holiday is just how much we, we have. Mm-hmm. And yet one of the things I think a lot of us are mindful of is just how few now, there's a lot of people that don't have that same level of resource or family or connection. And so today we're actually going to have a conversation with uh, one of our partners who really tries to help serve people who are under-resourced and who, for whom holidays like this and like Christmas might be a little more challenging. So Alessie, tell us who we're talking to today.
2: Yeah. So we um, are talking to Tammy Abernathy, who's the CEO of Hope Women's Center um, and just someone that we've really been able to partner um, with over the last um, for years at Gateway, um, but really just kind of have grown our partnership with them in the last year or so. Um, so I'm super excited to have you hear what she has to say.
0: Yeah, I think for a lot of people who know we're connected to them, yeah, this will be a really helpful conversation to actually hear what they do, Yes, uh, how the things we give and how the ways we partner actually make a real difference. So I think you'll be encouraged with it. So here is our conversation with Tammy Abernathy. Well, I'm here with Tammy Abernathy, who's the CEO of Hope Women's Center. Uh, Tammy, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you
3: for having me on. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, it's so cool what you guys do. And I'm really excited for our folks to get to hear it and uh, Alessi to get to hear from you as well about kind of how the partnership there yeah. has formed. And um, yeah, it's going to be going to be really great. I'm here too. Is, <laughs> Reese is here. Hi, Reese. So if you have some good questions, feel free to feel free to chime in. Great. But um, I'm excited about this because especially over the last year, it feels like at Gateway, we've been just doing a lot more with you guys at Hope, uh, Tammy. And so, um, yeah, and we just appreciate that relationship and that partnership. And um, my hope with this conversation is to kind of help people understand better about kind of how their support and their engagement uh, is making a difference and where it's going. And so um, could you maybe just tell us, start by telling us just about Hope Women's Center? What do you guys do? How did it start? Um, Yeah. What are you all about?
3: So we started in the mid-1980s by a nurse that had a heart for women that were in unsigned pregnancies, and there weren't a lot of resources out in the East Valley. So we um, started then, and then in the 2000s, the leadership at that time were seeing the same women coming in with, um, for pregnancy testing with unsigned pregnancy, but they were also struggling with abuse and trauma and single parenting and there's so many other um issues in addition to the pregnancy that they expanded the mission and vision to be what it is today and we and that is to engage encourage and equip women Mm. and teen girls in any difficult life situation Uh, whether they are coming in with an unplanned pregnancy whether they are are a single mom whether they're struggling with abuse we have a lot of women that come um, from abusive situations Mm. trauma substance abuse um, family conflicts just whatever you can imagine job loss um, certainly, with COVID, we've seen an increase in that. So, just whatever her circumstances, we want to be there to holistically support her mm. physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And we know that we can provide for her physically through our material resource program and emotionally through our classes and our mentoring, and our support groups. But ultimately, our goal is to introduce her to the hope and healing that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So that is our overall vision that infuses everything that we do, whether it's our class on parenting or nutrition or healing from trauma or abuse. Everything is infused um, with the overarching story of the gospel and just how transformative that can be for her. And so we just get to be the hands and feet of Christ to Women across Arizona, we have five locations that are in crisis or trauma and just do life with them. They come in in crisis, but they stay um, connected to our centers and within our community. So we get to have a longer term relationship with them. And it's just incredible incredible to watch mm. the transformation that God brings in their life.
0: Yeah. I mean, just as you describe that, it just sounds to me something like Jesus would just be really excited about it. <laughs> like he'd be, so.
3: he'd be all in. <laughs> and I think he
0: is. And so you mentioned the five centers. So there's a West Valley center, Phoenix. Yes. Uh, the newest one is Our Maricopa.
3: Uh-huh. Yes. That actually opens this month. We're very excited oh, about cool. that. Great. Um, and then Apache Junction and Coolidge are the closest to the gateway location and where yeah. you guys have had, um, just volunteer-wise and sending teams and mm-hmm. the impact has been so huge with both of those centers, which are both in communities which have a lot of need. And so we're mm-hmm. so grateful for that support.
0: Yeah, I, I think I toured a few years ago, the Apache Junction Center. I don't you, think I've, you did. I haven't yep. been to the Coolidge one, but obviously leslie has been down mm-hmm. there a lot. Um, so Tammy, how did you connect with Hope Women's Center? How did you first get involved and then uh-huh. you know, become the CEO? So I,
3: Yeah, I got involved in 2013 and I came on board um, as I was leaving a different center at that time. It eventually became a Hope Women Center Phoenix. And so then when we um, merged and became Hope Women Center Phoenix, we opened Coolidge and Apache Junction. I had come on board just passionate about um, having raised my kids as a single mom myself, going through a very traumatic and abusive marriage and divorce. I knew how hard it was as a Mm. believer with a supportive church community Mm. and a supportive family how hard it was to just navigate that and to just be um, just entering in that space as a single mom and feeling just alone and scared and so much healing. And so I thought as God began to really heal me and walk me through that in community, I kept just being so burdened for women that didn't have that. Mm -hmm. They were facing these things without knowing Christ, without having a supportive community. And so that is what really drew me to the mission and vision of hope and why I just so passionate about what we do because we grow and we heal in community and that is through Christ. And so being able to give women that experience to let them know they are not alone um, is just so powerful and really being able to be the hands and feet of Christ for them. Mm. So that is why I love it. And I'm so passionate about doing it.
0: That's so cool. So I found over the years that there are different kind of reasons that people end up, coming to church. They check yeah. out churches for different reasons, but but there tend to be some yeah. common themes you hear. And so I guess mm-hmm. I'm curious f- for you, what, what tend to be the kind of front door entry points into Hope? Like there's lots for that us, you guys do, door. but yeah, wh- wh- yeah. what, yeah. So what so tends to lead people mm-hmm.
3: there? Usually it's the immediate crisis. So I'm in a domestic violence relationship. I think I might be pregnant. I just lost my job. So immediate emotional crisis and a physical need. I don't have diapers for my baby. I don't mm-hmm. have toilet paper, which until I took this position, I pretty much assumed that was a common thing everyone had access to. So mm. learning just the extensive, um, sometimes the poverty needs of our family to not be able to have the funding to, to meet the basic needs. So material needs, I need diapers, I need, I need toilet paper, I need food, um, especially in our coolest center, food instability is a huge issue in that community. So those basic needs are what draws women in um, because of the way we structure our programs to meet those material needs. We give them an initial um, an initial assessment of all that they need, but then to continue to get those resources, they invest in our program. Mm-hmm. So all of our resources are free, but the more they take classes, the more they do mentoring, we now have crisis counseling, they're able to earn points and to get the material resources. Mm-hmm. So that's the draw that gets them, them in. And then they find connection and they find hope and they hear a different story for their life. They hear that they are that they were created with value and dignity and worth. And for most of our women, they have never been told that truth, mm-hmm. um, that they have worth and dignity and value. They've come out of childhood abuse and into abuse as adults. And so just hearing that is the beginning of the transformation.
0: Yeah, Tammy, Tammy I remember I remember um, earlier this year I preached a message from Malachi chapter 2 about um, mm-hmm. God's just uh, hatred for treachery in marriage and for oppression and abuse in marriage. And, um, in that message, I, I specifically said that God loves women and it floored me afterward, the overwhelming response that I got to that message from women saying, I just was so moved by the idea that God loves women. And it's, it was just wild because I, you know, you kind of go, well, that should just be the most obvious thing in the world. And yet for a lot of women to hear God loves women just really touch right. them. Mm. And, um, and that's true. And, yeah. you know, not just for people in abusive situations, but just for, yeah. for a lot of women in all kinds of situations.
3: Very much so. And I love the Jesus stories in the gospel of how he um, just really elevates women, speaks to them at their greatest need, really reaches their hearts. So that's just such a great model for us as we do the Jesus way, of grace. And mm. it's, yeah, absolutely love women and invest in them. Mm.
0: So Alessi, um, turn into you for a moment. So you've been on staff for a little over a year Mm -hmm. and we already had some relationship with hope Mm -hmm. when you came on staff, Yeah, but you've, you know, really kind of thrown fuel on that fire. And (laughs) so, um, from your perspective, what is it that has so drawn you Mm. to the mission of Hope Women's Center?
2: Yeah, um, it's it's sweet. Uh, it was I was super excited when I realized you guys already had a partnership with them um, because even before I was at Gateway, I had already started a partnership with Tammy. Mm. Um, and when I was teaching, I would have all my students go and we'd do little work days at Hope Women's Center. Okay. And I think it was just mainly because I loved the mission and I loved the heart and I loved the way they served women and their children um, and wanted to to invest in them. And um, I just thought it was beautiful. And I wanted uh, even my own students to see that and be a part of that. And so then transferring to um, Redemption Gateway and hearing that you already had a partnership, I was like, Oh, this is happening! I'm this all is, in. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> this is this is perfect. And now I can even do more with this, and um, and and share uh, what they're doing. And so that's why it's just super cool to even be uh, be able to have this conversation with Tammy to mm. um, educate ourselves even more. Because I love what Tammy said about like before she even took the role, she didn't realize that toilet paper and certain necessities were a need. And I feel like I was in a similar position before I was serving in these places that, oh, right, these... It just, it opens up your eyes to new perspectives. Yeah. And so well,
0: before 2020, no one knew that yeah. the toilet um. paper was a huge mean. <laughs> yes, uh, that is true. Seriously. I'm that before
3: COVID, definitely now. And
0: actually, you know, Alessia, you, you really ramped up stuff in terms of our M25 collections. That M25, mm-hmm. um, I just like to remind people, yeah. stands for Matthew 25, where Jesus says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for him. Mm-hmm. And so normally we collect stuff on a monthly basis, but that during COVID has yeah. you know ramped up over yep. the spring and summer to to every week Mm -hmm. and a lot of that stuff ended up going into these centers with Hope Women's Center yeah so um uh, I don't know if you Alessi or Tammy but just for people that have been kind of giving and wondering sort of what happens with that stuff yeah what happens with that stuff
2: yeah um, well, I mean, I, I I'll I'll start it, Tammy. <laughs> I would ask, yeah. Yeah. I would ask you guys, what do you need? Um, you and Lauren, um, and, and who's at the Apache Junction Center and, um, Cecilia and Jolynn, um, just some of the women that lead those centers. Kind of, what are the needs? We'd collect them, and then we would get to deliver them to you guys. And then what happens, Tammy?
3: <laughs> it was so incredible. Honestly, we would have an empty, an empty center. Um, on a Thursday, which is our last day of the week when we are open. And then by Monday we would be restocked because of partnerships like we had with gateway, because the women, I always tell people during COVID, some of us are able to go to the store and even when the shelves were empty, we were still able to have access you're ordering online or other mm-hmm. ways to be able to stock our food pantry or our own personal pantries. Um, but our women have nothing and they don't have the resources to be able to buy more than, you know, a week's worth at a time. So the right. shelves were bare and there was nowhere they could go to get this. So the fact that we could provide food and essentials for them um, every day that we were open during COVID, during the worst of the stay at home order with COVID was an incredible blessing that we mm-hmm. could not have done without gateway participation. Mm-hmm. You guys were huge part of providing just very tangibly for the families and your community, and we're so grateful for that.
0: That's great. That's great. That's really encouraging, and I, I think folks that uh, gave to that will, you know, kind of be encouraged to go, "Oh, wow, it, it made a big difference." So we've got. I to- hope
3: so. There were so many times that we would hear women say, "This was the only place I could come to get food." So I just, I cannot stress enough how awesome that was for you guys. So thank
0: you. Yeah. So we've got a couple um, things that we'll talk about here in just a moment. But before we get there, I do want to ask um, if people said, you know what, it's really great to be able to give stuff and donate things, but I'd actually like to contribute my time. Yeah. I'd like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. What would be some uh, places <clears throat> where people in our church might want to get involved? And what would be some next steps to take for that?
3: We always say time, talent, treasure, we have a place for you at Hope Women Center. So we are 90% volunteers intentionally because we want to be a place where the local body is able to serve their community. So teaching, sorting donations, helping in our admin, helping working with the women directly, doing events for the women, um, helping in our children's program. Um, training to be a mentor, doing a family night or family dinner when we're able to, to eat together again post COVID. Um, there are so many ways to get involved um, in just being a volunteer, and that's an easy connection through a lefty can connect you or just volunteer at Hope Women's Center. We'll connect you. We have an onboarding process, but we definitely can use families, individuals, men, women. Um, any anyone is welcome to come and participate and um, be able to serve their community through Hope Lemon
1: Center. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's such a blessing to you guys as well as to us to be able to serve. I, I don't know for anybody listening, if you've ever done any service things like this, it is such a blessing. It's mm-hmm. almost like you get more of a blessing yeah. than the people that you're trying to bless, sure. <laughs> uh, which is so crazy. Uh, that's just yeah. the way that God, I think, designed us and designed it, so... Um, so I did want to ask a question to either Alessi or you um, about boxes for hope. Um, tell us how that's going, how um, how you who they go to, how that's going. How many we have left?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so last year um, we started this and it was called boxes for hope. Um, and we gave 350 boxes directly to hope women's center. And then we um, let you guys kind of distribute what, was needed, um, which was really sweet, and so this year we decided to double it, and so we actually um, came in uh, or or had seven hundred boxes, and we we shifted the boxes. title a little bit, and uh-huh. so and I
1: just messed up our our new title
2: boxes of hope. Oh
1: oh oh, oh.
2: that's yeah. a big a deal. Huge huge change. Um, Completely different, (laughs) but completely different. But this year, we're actually so. Does
0: it still involve a box?
2: It still involves. It still involves hope. It does. (laughs) It does. It does. So, four hundred of our boxes are actually going to Hope Women's Center, um, but we're able to distribute more of our boxes to some of our other partners. Um, But Tammy, why don't you tell us some of the ways that these kind of helped your centers?
3: We are so excited because because of the number of these boxes, we were actually able to use these last year at all four of our centers and be able to give them to each of the women and kids that came during December. And then there were a few left over that I told Alessi when COVID started, we found these children's boxes. And when kids had been sent home and weren't able to go to school and our families don't have craft supplies or coloring books or things at home, we were Mm. able to use some more of these boxes. So it's a gift that kept on giving (laughs) into into 2020. Um, But again, for this year, just being able to provide these special treats that women don't always Get for themselves, they will use their points on necessities for their family. And so mm. we're excited about these boxes just to have some special things that will pamper them, that is reinforce their love and value and God's eyes that sees them and that his people see them and so that we're really excited about that and then of course always for families anything we can do to support families and kids um as well through hope the center so we are so grateful for these mm. yeah
0: so alessi if people from gateway are listening and want to get involved with that but they they've just missed it or you know whatever and they still want to you know have you know participation here we've got more boxes yes what should they do just contact you
2: yeah contact me um throughout the next few weeks we'll still be handing out some of our leftover boxes we have about 150 left so Great. um yeah all different kinds um there's six different categories that we have this year so you can do a baby box or a family box and um but they're they're pretty sweet to to just be serving our partners in this way and filling these boxes and there's a card in there even for how to pray for our partners that I've worked with Tammy on kind of hey, what can we be praying for these women and children? Yeah. Um, so it's more so than just this stuff, but it's this um, sweet spiritual relationship that you're starting right. to form. So yeah, we'll have boxes yeah. for you. Just contact me, um, and we can we can get you some boxes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't mean to make it a competition, but the <laughs> eight o'clock service they did about eighty percent
2: uh huh for their took boxes. So just so you did. know the rest
1: of you services.
2: They did. get at it. Yeah.
0: Get at it. Yeah. So, and then we've got one more thing coming up. And Mm -hmm. um, this was so interesting to me as you were talking with me, Alessi, about just all our different partners Mm -hmm. is one of the things that they've really had a hard time with this year through COVID is just doing all the fundraising they normally do. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tammy, maybe you could shed some light on that. But from what I understand is just, you know, a lot of the galas and the dinners and the auctions and the, you know, things that usually involve gathering together a good sized group of people. It's a little harder to do.
3: Right. All that came to be freaking halt with COVID, that is for <laughs> sure. And then, really, some of some of our donors were small business owners and just really mm. struggled as well. And so we wanted, we actually wanted to be able to support and encourage them um, just through prayers and not, you know, having them feel the pressure. They're so committed to hope, but knowing mm. that they were struggling right now too, too. So it's been a tough year financially for ministry.
0: So we're going to try to partner together difference. and see if we can make a little bit of a difference in that uh, with an upcoming I'm so movie excited night.
3: About that. Yeah, uh-huh. so
0: December fourth—that's a Friday night. Yes, here at Redemption Gateway. Yep, um, we're inviting our folks, and uh, Tammy, you're going to invite a bunch of people to come to that. And yep, um, we are. Alessi, tell us what, what's yeah. going on that night.
2: Yeah, so uh, I, it's a fun movie night, family movie night. We're going to be watching a Christmas movie because it's December, so right. gotta gotta start the Christmas movie. <laughs> you movies. tell us
0: which movie, or is that a secret? Um,
2: sure, I can tell the movie. We're going to be watching. Elf. Ah, is so definitely a, a, a Never favorite? Seen that
1: one. <gasps> yeah, right. Really? No. Okay, I was
2: gonna say there's some other issues there if that's true. Um, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be watching Elf. We're gonna learn more about Hope Women's Center. Um, Tammy will be there, and um, a few others from Hope Women's Center that we'll just get to talk to them and learn more about them. And um, and and I think there might be even a raffle, or we're we're kind of working on some fun mm-hmm. extra yeah. details. Yeah, it's um, free
0: to come. Yep, but free we're to gonna come. encourage people to make a gift yes. and to donate something and yeah. uh, uh, I think the refreshments and the yep. proceeds from all that will go to Hope Women's Center yep. um, and so yeah we, we hope a bunch of people will come out and make a great night of it and masks um,
2: are required
0: great mass required yep. sweet
2: so it will hopefully be safe
0: yeah yeah so um, hopefully that will make a difference yeah and, Tammy anything that you would hope That's that right. we would know as we uh, kind of anticipate that event
3: We are very excited about being able to come out and just share with you guys. And I just would hope there's so many different ways to get involved. If a family wants to get involved, volunteering, um, someone can sponsor a woman to be able to attend Hope for as little as um, $24 a month. And so Mm -hmm. there's just lots of entry points for people to get involved in donating through the boxes that you're doing, being able to support monthly or being able as a family or an individual to come and volunteer. There's just so many different ways that, um, that we would be encouraged
0: to have your, have your engagement with us at home. So awesome. Well, we will put, we'll put a link to all the event details in our show notes for this episode. And, um, yeah, we really look forward to it. So Tammy, thanks so much. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the work you're doing. Um, Yeah. It's, it's close to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, man, I just, I pray that you would not grow weary in doing Mm -hmm. good and that God would give you the endurance and the strength that you need to keep leading. It's, uh, It's a hard time to be a leader anywhere, um, but you're doing important stuff. So thank you.
3: Thank you, guys. We appreciate your partnership.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Tammy. We'll talk to you later.
3: Thank you.